the Daring Creatively podcast with me, Corinne Morrison, a space for vulnerable and intimate conversations direct from my studio floor. This is a space for creative truths and insightful stories from an Aussie contemporary artist on a mission to help people embrace their own inner magic. Welcome back to the studio, guys. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back for another episode. Um, I am trying to remain quite consistent in just jumping on and having a little conversation with you guys throughout the production of this solo show um, in the hope that it might share some insights and shifts that I've been having that um, might help you in your practice as well. And after last week's episode, actually, actually, before I go on any further, I'm going to have a sip of my tea. I hate not centering myself before these conversations. And part of me is rushing because I can see my recorder has just gone to red. So I'm really hoping that this recorder doesn't die on me. Give me a second. Gosh, my tea is so good. I've literally just set up a tea corner in my house because I've got so many nice teas that I'm working through at the moment. Anyway, let me just take a big deep breath. (sighs) Okay, so after last week's episode, I finished off in telling you guys about where I was at with the work and feeling really happy with the direction things were going in. I'm still really happy with where things are going. However, probably two days after posting that um, podcast episode, I inevitably started to feel these little nudges um, in my process. Um, And these little nudges were like these little annoyances that I started to feel throughout the day and I wanted to talk a bit today about mediums, materials and last minute changes. So for the longest time, so for the last three years, I've been working in acrylics purely because of the dry time, being able to work in multiple layers at once and then things being very dry um, so that I can sand with my big industrial sander. And I realised two days after posting (laughs) that I was going around in circles a little bit in the studio. And one of the reasons I was doing that was because the paint was drying so fast that I was making big changes to the composition in each painting. And I was doing that multiple times in a day because I was able to, because the paint dries pretty much instantly. I was then changing my mind on something and then the whole composition would change and then I felt like I was becoming back to square one again. So I kind of felt like I was on this vicious cycle and getting nowhere. And so I thought, hold up, I just need to stop working and leave the studio, Um, which... I haven't had many days off in the studio at all um, since finding out about the show. And um, 
so I did. I took a day to just come home and step out of the process and look at everything I was doing from the bird's eye view and really thinking about when throughout the process I was beginning to get frustrated. And it was just the most helpful thing that I have done in this last week was um, step out of the box for a bit. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that today because one of the biggest battles in the creative process is getting into that creative flow, but also having the ability to step out of it and go, okay, reflecting on what I'm doing, is it actually working for the purpose of what I'm trying to create? And I have a very particular purpose for this solo show of which I spoke about in the last episode. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, you can go back and listen there. Um, I don't want to go through the whole therapy session again. (laughs) So apologies for last episode. It was a bit of a therapy session. But I hope it did give you some background as to how important this show is for me. Anyway, back to this week took a step out, realised that this way of working and changing the composition was actually me not resting within the work. It was me just obsessively changing the work. And the other thing I've been getting really frustrated with, um, with the acrylics, not only the dry time, but the consistency of the paint, the plasticiness of the paint, um, the lack of vibrancy and... For the longest time, I keep getting these nudges to just have that really thick, juicy, buttery stroke of oil paint. Um, and I've kind of been pushing that nudge back for uh, for the last couple of years because yet again, I'd created this little box for myself, which was like, no, you work in acrylic now. And so stepping out of the studio, I was like, oh, shit, I've created another box. And so then I thought, well, why do I have to be working in acrylic for this show? And immediately that little voice went, well, you don't have time. You don't have time right now to change things. You've literally got like under three months to produce an entire show. You don't have time to change things right now. There's not enough dry time for the paint to dry. And when you were working in oil and cold wax last time, you know, you spent months and months and months on single paintings. And anyway, the story rolled for ages. And then I thought to myself, well, what if? What if I didn't have to work the same way I was working previously in oil and cold wax and I could make decisions more easily and I could determine what the composition was going to be instead of fluffing around over and over and over again, how would I do that? And so I spent a day going, how can I make this happen? I have this nudge to go back to oils. What is it about the oils that I love? And 
So one of the things I loved about working in oil and cold wax is if you're not familiar with cold wax, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, so cold wax is like um, a cold version of encaustic. So basically the beeswax is mixed with um, like a turpentine um, or a spirit that evaporates, which leaves the paint going hard or the wax going hard. So you don't need to heat it like encaustic, but it still gives that beautiful um, matte to satin type surfacey finish, which is almost like a... The way I would describe it is like this beautiful fresco type wall finish and it has this ability where you can do so many things with the surface. You can burnish it back, you can polish it, you can uh, just leave it as a completely matte finish. Um, the excavation techniques uh, that I was using previously, I was still sanding the surface um, and alternative to that, I was doing a lot of solvent reductions, which is basically where you cut back into the surface with solvents. And there's all sorts of different techniques that you can use at various stages of the drying process when you're using oil and cold wax. I used to run workshops, um, feels like a lifetime ago now, but I really loved doing that at the time and yeah it was certainly a medium that I fell in love with straight away and I know a lot of people that I've introduced to the medium have fallen in love with it too but I was working in an extremely abstract way when I was using this medium and for this particular body of work that type of working was not going to fit with the compositions that um, I have kind of been playing around with for this show. And so for me, I thought, oh, if I go back to that, it's a little bit of a risk, a little bit, a lot of a risk. So keeping in mind, I've already spent about eight weeks um, at the time that I posted the podcast last week on a few of the paintings. And there was a few of them that were pretty much at the finished stage. And I thought, right, if I convert to oil and cold wax now, it basically means that I've got to scrap everything that I've done. Um, so I thought, am I going to do it? I really need to think about this and think about whether it's the right thing to do. Because the other thing that it, do that it meant was that I was going to need to rebuy a lot of materials. And... I went back into the studio the next day. I completely stripped the studio, cleaned the whole thing out, put all of my acrylics away, and I just thought, how do I feel in the space now with the oils set up? And I opened the tin of wax and I put some out on my nice big new palette. I took out the oils that I did have just to take note of what I had and what I didn't. And I thought, how do I feel right now? And immediately I just could feel that it was the right decision. So I thought, right, we're going to do this. We're going to start from scratch. 
I'm going to work in oils. I need to make a list of materials that I need and I need to get my ass down to Sydney Art Store. And I did. I went down to Sydney Art Store and, oh, my goodness, I had forgotten how expensive oil paint was. Um, nearly $3,000 later, I bought all the materials back to the studio and started fresh. Now, that doesn't mean that the compositions that I was working on I wasn't happy with, but it did mean that I had to sand back the surfaces, rework those compositions again, and just trust in the process. So the whole studio setup has changed. All the work has changed. And I have spent a lot of time on my iPad um, reworking those original compositions and changing them and now pivoting my thinking into the techniques that I would be using with my cold wax. Now, I actually brought one of my older cold wax paintings back into the studio, uh, which has been hanging on the wall for quite some time. So I brought that back into the studio for a couple of days and I sat it next to some of my excavated landscapes and playscapes that I'd been working on. And I thought, is there a great deal of difference between these paintings? Because I guess one of my fears was, oh shit, the gallery is just going to go, okay, here goes Corinne again, changing what she's doing, changing materials and... I am still slightly stressed about what they're going to say about converting over to oils. But when I look at the work, the cold wax excavations and the playscapes and my excavated landscapes, there is not a great deal of difference in how they look when you excavate them. Slightly not much. And so I thought, okay, I think I can make this work and for everyone to be happy with it. So um, this last week has been very much about getting back on the bike again. And when you've been working in acrylics for so long, so I've been working in acrylics for, yeah, probably three years and haven't touched any oils really. And so got everything back out and yeah, it's just been like getting back on the bike um, the first couple of days I was remembering how I used to layer and because with the cold wax and the solvent reductions and the hand sanding that I will be doing very soon, you need to work in contrast a lot and a lot of the colours that I had to purchase were um, the transparent, extremely bright extremely expensive series six colors um, and I had to buy a lot of them so it's been a week of really experimenting with how I was going to get the colors working in line with the compositions that I had put together on my iPad and one of the reasons that I went back to the drawing board literally and back to my iPad, I was like, okay, 
I do not have time to fuck around now. Excuse my language. I literally need to make a decision about the composition from the start and get happy with that composition and commit to it. And so each night I've been coming home from the studio, I've been tackling and really touching base with the compositions and nutting them out, of which I'm really, really happy with. So currently on the go, I have six paintings. And the moment that I converted back to the oil and cold wax, I realized that this was the missing piece of the puzzle. So now, because the paint isn't drying instantly, what I have to do is I have to work across multiple panels in a single day. So I am literally working on one painting, then the next painting, then the next painting, then the next painting. And I'm literally able to work on essentially most of the work for the show at once because I have the composition sorted. I've got my color layers. Um, they're not like strategically planned out, but I've got kind of a vibrancy and uh, like I've got the eye moving around the surface in the direction that I want. Um, and for this initial stage of building up layers, it's just been a lot of fun getting back and experimenting with how those transparent colours work over the top of um, more opaque colours. And so where I sit today is I'm at the point where um, the works all have quite a few layers on them and I have to let them tack off a bit before I can kind of test out some solvent reductions and some stance sanding techniques. So I'm in a bit of a hovering, I really hope this work phases. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. I'm in the hovering, I don't know if this is going to work phase. That made more sense. Um, particularly with the big hero painting of mine. So it has quite a bit of paint on it now compositionally really happy with it. There are some missing areas that I can't add until the very end stage after I do some sanding. Um, but now I need to leave it about a week before I can hand sand the surface and pull back some layers. So again, this goes back to the fact that changing over has been a little bit of a risk, being that now with the dry time, it means that I really need to have all the work completed by the end of January so that it has a month of dry time before it goes to the framer or at least a few weeks of complete dry time before it goes to the framer. Um, and, yeah, that part I'm scared shitless about. Um, but... As a whole, I am now moving. Like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm running around in circles, if you know what I mean. Um, and the compositions are moving quite smoothly. The layers are getting on um, at a pace that I'm happy with. And the smell of the studio is just smelling delicious because the cold wax smells so yummy. And, yeah, so... That is where I'm at this week. Um, 
let me just have a look at my notes here. I never actually read my notes when I'm recording these. Um, yeah, that's all I had written down in my notes. But yeah, that's just a little bit of a recap as to the risks that I made this week. Um, so, I am just going to keep chipping away at the work. Any new insights that I have, I will fill you in on. Uh, if you haven't already, go back and listen to the previous episode. And I'm going to try and keep you guys up to date week to week as to how things are going. Um, check out my Instagram. I did post a reel last night um, on the big hero painting that I'm working on. Um, which is definitely still a work in progress, but happy with the composition and I'm really excited to kind of get in and do some sanding and solvent reductions next week. And I'll share some little sneak peeks of the details of that one as it kind of moves forward. Um, I really hope that the gallery is not scared of a splash of colour for this show because all of the works have so much freaking vibrancy to them like they are really they are really sitting well in with the message that I want this show to portray which is you know to come back to that child part of ourselves to acknowledge all the parts within us and to just have so much fun and to live in the the joy of the process and yeah that has very much been what this week has been about and I just feel so much better I feel really good that I made that decision I'm so glad I made it now and not like at the end of this month because I really would have been pushing deadlines anyway I'll tap back in next week and uh, we'll speak soon bye